Hi, and welcome back to Mom Grace. I kind of took a week off. I do this when my husband goes to his like men's Bible study, and he didn't go last week, so um, I decided to skip. Um, anyways, I hope you had a great two weeks. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my kids are having a hard time sleeping tonight, so fair warning, this might be choppy. Or maybe I'm wrong, and they will sleep perfectly, which would be great. So I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of feeling down. I don't know about you, but I am jonesing for spring. And maybe wherever you live, you are starting to get spring. Um, But for us in Kansas, we had a week that was beautiful. And now we're back into kind of the cold. And I kind of feel like the weather in Kansas is kind of like this, where you get a few really nice days and then it's freezing and then you'll get a few nice days and it's way too hot to do anything. And then it's just too hot to do anything anywhere, like at all. So just, I've been feeling really down because I guess I'm kind of used to this cycle now and everywhere else I lived, we kind of got a really solid schedule, not schedule, but like season of great weather. And where I used to live in Colorado, if the weather wasn't good where you were living, you could just drive like an hour and you were in a completely different climate. So the weather was never an issue. Um, And I think parenting has definitely being a mom, a stay-at-home mom, I spend a lot of time in my house, and when the weather's not great, it's super um, isolating. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about feeling down. Um, I've just kind of noticed that this season tends to bring a little bit of the depressies on um, for a lot of my mom friends and just in general for people. Um, kind of the excitement of the holidays has wound down and now we're back to kind of our routines and our systems and our rhythms and um right about now if you've made any new year's resolutions not jinxing you but some of them have probably fallen to the wayside even if you were super diligent to begin with and i think resolutions are great because they tend to distract us for a bit of january but then by february you're kind of but i think by valentine's day Um, most people have, um, kind of given those up a bit. So not to make you feel bad if you're one of those many, many people that do. So, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about coping ahead. So when we cope ahead, it means that we know something's going to be challenging. And so we're planning ahead for those that hiccup in the road. And so for me, I have a few hiccups throughout my day and I just kind of mentioned that this hiccup in the weather. So when I look at the weather and I see that it's going to be cold, I instantly go to like, oh, the boys are going to be like bouncing off the walls. What am I going to do? I can't go for a walk. Like it's just too cold. They have runny noses. I don't want them to get sick. Um, That's a hiccup when I look at the weather or um, when I think of weather in past places that I've lived or um, just those kinds of things. Um, That would be kind of coping ahead for those days, coping ahead for looking at the weather for me. Um, if you know that like your spouse is going to be gone, working really long days, um, those kinds of things um, are all events that you can kind of think ahead and know, oh, this is really challenging. Or for me, before the time change, 4 p.m., um, even after the time change, 4 p.m. has just always like 3.30 to 4.30 has always been a really challenging hour for me. I think it's just because like the kids have woken up from nap. 
or their lack of nap. Um, I have to kind of get dinner ready, but it's not quite that time yet. I want to clean up, but maybe there's not that much to clean up. And during good days or good weather days, I would go for a walk. So that time of day is like my slump time and I can't really do a lot of caffeine um, because then I won't sleep. So yeah. So um, before I jump into like some things that I try to incorporate in my day to like uplift those moments, um, I want to share some things that I try not to do um, or I've caught myself in the past doing to try to, I don't know, cope with the funk, but I'm not really coping with it. I'm just distracting and ignoring it, but falling into patterns that in the end don't make me feel better. Some are eating candy or junk food or not meal planning. So then we, oops, have to get fast food. Um, what I'm doing in those cases, I'm trying to get dopamine rushes. Like I want that hit of happy hormones. And inevitably after that, I typically feel good for a moment or two, maybe 20 minutes. And then I feel really cruddy and I have to reach for the next like hit. Um, and so I don't know if, if you're like me, but I have to kick the candy out of the house. Um, and really stay diligent, especially in the winter months after the holidays, about not grabbing candy in the afternoons um, or soda or something like that. Um, also, watching a ton of TV or checking my phone a whole lot. I have recently fell, fell into the habit again of constantly being on my phone. Even though I'm not really interested in anything that I'm looking at, I just have fallen into the routine of distracting from my day and turning off my brain by being on my phone. So that's something I have to be pretty diligent about, especially during the season, because if I'm outside, I'm doing stuff, I'm really task oriented. I, you know, I, I enjoy playing with my kids to a point and crafts and cooking. Um, but when you're in your house a lot, I just want to distract because I'm a little bit bored or anxious or too in my head. Um, so TV, I am not a big drinker, but um, like of alcohol, but for some people, that's definitely something that... I think you start realizing, oh, maybe once in a while, then it's, you know, every weekend, then it's every night, then it's, you know, not after the kids fall asleep, but it's at dinner, and then it's not at dinner, it's at three. It's really easy to fall into that pattern of kind of drinking, and I think for moms, there's this mom culture of drinking a lot, like, oh, you've earned this, like this badge of honor, so you get some wine or some liquor or whatever, and really all of that kind of at least for me and for a lot of people, I would say the majority of people might numb you out for a little bit, but then the repercussions on your body and on your mood are going to be not so great. You'll feel down, sluggish, headaches, low energy, um, and then you need lots of caffeine in the morning and lots of sugar in the afternoon and then, then the alcohol in the evening and it's just this vicious cycle of every day and kind of call it like the crazy wheel because it never stops moving. So you go from caffeine to soda and candies, to heavy carbs at night, to then the wine, to that, you can get what I'm saying. So it's just a cycle. Um, and that can happen during any season, but I think during winter, you know, it's dark and that's just kind of where we live. So, so yeah, so I try to stay away from those kind of coping skills, or if I catch myself doing those kinds of things, getting into those routines or rhythms, I try to break out of them as quickly as possible. And I also notice myself kind of getting lazy in my days. And I know that's kind of maybe something that I'm not supposed to say, but I will just, if something takes 
10 seconds to do like picking something up off the ground or throwing in a load of laundry that takes like a minute but you get what I'm saying um I'll just skip it and ignore it and watch tv or um, play on my phone and right now I'm looking at a pile of laundry that I need to fold so I'm definitely falling into that habit and pattern currently where I just put too many things off and then the pile seems so big that I'm full of anxiety about where do I start, I can't finish, and then I end up snapping at my poor husband or my kids for something that really only takes like an hour to clean or get done. Um, And so I would say that laziness kind of routine or just that kind of like, ah, I can put it off is something that I fall into a lot, especially when we're in the house a lot because I don't really have to get anything done because I'm like, ah, tomorrow we'll be here you know, we can get it done tomorrow. Like the diaper bag that's on the floor right now really needs to be hung up, but I'm ignoring it because I'm like, meh, I have tomorrow morning because I'm not going to go on a walk in the morning. Um, so yeah. So let's talk about, oh, and isolating. That's where you stay in your house for days and days and days and days and days and days and days on end. Um, that's super easy to do when it's cold or hot or rainy or snowy. Um, getting kids all dressed and getting them in the car and dealing with the hot to the cold or the cold to the hot, the air conditioning and wet clothes and all the stuff can seem really overwhelming. So I think as stay-at-home moms in particular or moms in general will do click lists or delivery or whatever to avoid having to leave our house. Um, And so when I notice myself doing that, especially in the winters, I try to not go more than like So like if I stay in the house on Monday, I have to go out on Tuesday, even if I really don't want to. And today I stayed in the house and I really don't want to go to story time tomorrow morning. But I know that like if I get too many days in a row, it's really, really hard to then break out of it for me. Um, And so I have to kind of plan ahead. So um, let's talk about some of the things that I do um, do. So piggybacking, isolating. I make plans for how to get out. So I sign my kids up for things or I work into our rhythm certain activities. So on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, we go to story time at the library. Every Thursday, I just signed them up for like a little tumbling class. So I know that no matter what, on those two days, I have something I have to leave the house for in the mornings. Um, And then every other Wednesday, I have a mom group. That is extremely helpful for me. I know that there's a sense of accountability. If I don't show up to story time on Tuesdays, I'll get a text or something like that. Hey, where were you? Are are the kids okay? Um, Normally, except the past few Sundays, I've been sick. Um, we go to church on Sundays and there's Sunday school. So like there's some accountability then too of somebody being like, hey, where were you? Um, so that I'm not isolating. Um, so yeah, so just scheduling times to go out and then I try to go grocery shopping on one of the other days that we don't already have like pre-scheduled things. So Monday, Wednesday or Fridays or in the afternoon, one of the other days. And um, even though I click list my groceries, we'll go walk around another store before we go pick up our click list. So we're still getting, like the kids are getting out. And grant you, our like grocery store that we go to is about 30 minutes away on the highway. So it's a little bit of a drive for the kids. So that's also why I make sure they get out and about um, before we pick it up. So that is definitely something that I do is schedule. 
I try to double down on routines and rhythms with a little bit of grace. So I have to know that some days everyone in my house is going to be sick because it's winter and I feel like we've just been sick nonstop. So on those days, I'll allow a little more TV, but I try to stick to not too much TV because then we all get grouchy. So if we're going to do more TV, I'll break it up with like play or a small task or just changing the show or reading or whatever. So like even if we're stuck inside, I want to make sure that we're moving through some activities so that I don't get bored, the kids don't get bored. And you know, you can only do that for so many days, I feel like, especially small kids, um, where you sit and kind of like don't get out of your PJs, at least for my family and for my mental health. So breaking it up allows for a few days of being sick without running out of shows or running out of snacks or whatever. We're not, we're just kind of, you know, a 30 or 20 minute TV show, then, you know, 30 minutes of play or whatever. And we just rotate through those activities throughout the day. So that's something we definitely do. Um, I don't really have hobbies. I've been really thinking what do hobbies look like um, in a small house with small children um, with, I mean, we have plenty of money, but I wouldn't say we have an excessive amount of money to spend on lots of hobbies and such. Um, and we live in a small town. There's not a lot, you know, going on or to, to go do. Like, I'm sure there's grown-up dance classes and stuff like that, but there's not a lot that suits my fancy. I'm more of a one class and done kind of person, unless maybe there was like a fun cooking class. I think that's kind of just become a hobby for me. Um, and just embracing the love of like homemaking a bit. I've recently taken up sourdough and I love doing that. Um, and just kind of fun, finding fun ways to make new things. Um, and right now I'm in a season where finding recipes and stuff like that isn't coming naturally or it just doesn't flow very well. I feel slightly overwhelmed buying groceries because they're expensive for something that we may or may not like. So um, I talked to my husband and we got a coupon for Home Chef. So we're going to do that this coming uh, weekend because the first one you get a big discount on. Um, and then after that, it gets more expensive. So I got like I'm like impressed with this. <laughs> I bought four meals for four people each and the total with delivery was like $60. So I was like a bomb. I can't, you know, it would be hard to eat out or do anything for $60 for four meals for four people. Um, but after that, we'll probably just get rid of it because it gets very expensive after that. But anyways, so that'll help kind of spark that or, or feed that flame of like wanting to try some new food and cook for my family. Um, I find setting really small goals. So for me, today is a great example of setting a small goal. There was some paint on the wall from painting a few weeks ago that I've kind of let off um, my list. And then some other stuff got on the wall by the kids table. And so yesterday I set the goal of kind of wiping that all off and so we knocked that out and it felt really good to be like oh I got that done and then this afternoon something as simple as like I really want to cut the cantaloupe so it doesn't go bad because it had been sitting on the counter for a while and I really didn't want to cut it but I was like oh, I'm gonna cut it and so I cut it it was delicious and the kids will enjoy it tomorrow so I know that sounds kind of silly but just being really mindful of the small tasks that maybe I've been putting off that aren't too hard so I can have some small victories and just get some things off my list 
um, has, has been a big game changer for me. And then, um, let's see, what else did I write down? Cause I had to write it down cause I've, I swear I have no brain, um, lately dance parties. Now you might say everyone does this, but I'm really intentional about when I use them. Um, I try to do dance parties at around that 3 30, 4 PM, especially if I can't take the kids for a walk. I do this like all the time. I've done this since my son was like really, really little since Weston was like under one. Um, I put on music. I take out all their music toys if they're in rotation. I do a uh, toy rotation. Um, so if the music toys are out, we take those out. Otherwise, makeshift, um, like uh, makeshift microphones or drums or whatever. The kids don't really need anything. They run around. They have fun. I get a little bit of my like, I don't know, afternoon <laughs> funk out. Sometimes I'll incorporate like picking up while I'm doing it. That's like a big thing for me. So I like to clean at like 4, 4.30 um, before I make dinner. I like the house to just get put away as much as possible. I mean, it doesn't take much to make it messy again, but that's kind of like my straighten up, dance, you know, get the wiggles out. And then, um, and then I'll set up a course for them sometimes with pillows and stuff for them to get some energy out. Another time I kind of have like a routine or a system is after lunch, I put on like some calm music and I'll straighten up kind of the house while the kids kind of play by themselves and then we'll read and then it's nap time. So today that went horrible, but I think that's because of daylight savings time. Um, nevertheless, those are some routines and systems I have in place that I enjoy um, recently I've kind of come into my own and realized that like, like I'm, I'm the adult <laughs> that might sound weird, but like I get to decide what the day looks like. I mean, I don't know what God was thinking, but he made me their parent and I know best. Like, I mean, obviously I'm not like in charge of the world, but I mean, like if I think it's the right time to put on the quiet music and start winding down, then like I can put it on and like we can wind down. Like, if I feel like everyone's at a 10 and I want them at a four, then I can change the environment by music or by getting wiggles out or by putting a snack out. Or if I think they need TV, like, or I need a TV break, I'm going to be honest. I use television selfishly for me to get things done. Um, and I'm trying to get off of that, but also have some grace for that. Um, so, I mean, I get to kind of control the temperature of the house and the rhythm and the cadence and you know and don't control everyone's behavior but I've just been feeling really empowered by that and sometimes is it crash and burn yes but I have the power to stop take a few deep breaths like I had to at nap and say all right no one's taking a nap but we're all gonna stay in this bedroom and you know have a rest time that's what that's going to look like today. And then we're going to go out and face the world, however many meltdowns there's going to be. Um, and so I think that's just been really encouraging that like, I choose that. I choose what we eat. I choose within reason. Like I'm not trying to, but you know what I'm saying? I choose when the laundry gets done. I choose these things. Like I have a lot of freedoms that I sometimes take for granted. And 
I have a lot of control that I sometimes don't acknowledge. And so I think this season when it's so dreary and dark and you're in your home is a great time to really look at those routines and those rhythms that you have and say, "Mm, I don't like this or "Mm, I love this. And then just lean into those things you love and kind of change other stuff up. And so, yeah, so that's something. And then for myself, I try to do a spa night, um, which looks different for me depending on what I'm feeling. But most of the time, it's as simple as deep conditioning my hair, and that's it. Or clipping my toenails, (laughs) like, which sounds so simple. And it's like, I know there are some moms that would say, that's just normal stuff, but for me it feels special or lighting a candle while I shower or listening to fancy spa music while I shower or um, doing a face mask or painting my nails. I try not to do all of those things because that's not sustainable for me. Sometimes I don't want to bathe (laughs) or shower. It sounds like a lot of work Um, if you're not feeling good or you're tired or you have a bunch of stuff to do. So I, I, again, small, sustainable goals for myself um is what that looks like or maybe it means you know I rub lotion that smells good and I lay in bed super early and I play on my phone it doesn't have to be so complicated um yeah so that's what my spa nights look like um and so there's kind of this like trick if you're feeling depressed or anxious that I like to use and I thought I would share it with you guys. Um, So one is changing your temperature. So sometimes we get in such a funk um, and we can snap out of it kind of easily um, or relatively easily by either getting hotter or colder within reason. I'm not saying burn yourself or something like that. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying that if your house is like a 70 degrees and you're always at 70 degrees or if it's at 64 or whatever you have it at, Sometimes if you get in the shower and you take a cooler shower or a warmer shower, it can help us just shift a bit or we can put our head in the refrigerator or we can um, go outside if it's really cold, go for a brisk walk or if it's really hot outside, like not really hot, I'm not suggesting heat exhaustion. I mean, consult your doctor, I feel like I have to say, Um, especially if you have heart conditions or you're pregnant or anything else, but it's warm outside, take a walk outside, then come into the air conditioning. Like any of this change in temperature can be super, super helpful and kind of coping ahead with that kind of stuff. How am I feeling today? Should I maybe try one of those like cooler showers? That's like all the rage right now. What will that look like after I shower? So that's one thing is temperature and then smell. So candles are big, diffusers are big, um, water, I don't know what they're called, but like on the stove, you have water and then you like put orange peels and stuff like that. I don't know. That's a thing. Um, Lotions, lip glosses, um, anything that's fragrant. Peel and orange. Um, Fruit is super fragrant. I was doing cantaloupe. Like that smelled so good. Lemons, limes, any of that kind of stuff. Citrus um, that is very fragrant. If your kids are kind of, you know, you're feeling very claustrophobic, you can't really like you, you just can't get out of your head, go to the kitchen safely, cut something up or put something on the diffuser that smells good to you, put some hand lotion on, smell it when you're starting to get in a funk, any of those things that kind of ground you, super useful. 
and then taste, which I think we all do without realizing it. I think that's why I go to candy sometimes or these drinks that are super familiar, um, is that can be really helpful. So oranges, uh, hard candies, um, literally anything and try to be mindful when you're drinking it. How does it taste? How does it, how does it smell? How do, what temperature is it? All of those kinds of things. Anytime you're, you're kind of experiencing a scent, oh, let me feel this blanket on my bed right now, whatever, all of that can kind of bring you back to the moment. They're super easy, super quick. Um, but you might be saying, hey, Terry, like, yeah, that's great. I can think of it, but how do I do it? What works for me is, is I just say five, four, three, two, one, and then I do it. Um, if I feel stuck, five, four, three, two, one, and do it. Do it every time. Start with something small. Five, four, three, two, one, move your finger. Five, four, three, two, one, move your arm. Five, four, three, two, one, move a foot. Like, again, baby steps that are small to get you kind of out of your little bit of a funk. Um, Because a feeling isn't fact. And I know that sounds harsh, but you might be feeling like you're alone or feeling like the housework is too much to do or feeling all of these things, but feelings aren't fact. And if we can get out of our feelings for just a moment, then we can kind of rationally come up with a plan. And so I use temperature, taste, smell, touch, um, noises to help me kind of get out of that and get a plan going. Because for me, if I'm in a funk, getting a small task done, having a dance party, going for a walk, making a snack, whatever it looks like is helpful. Um, Because what I see so frequently and what I hear so frequently is so many moms struggling with feeling kind of isolated and stuck and they're kind of doing the same thing over and over again and then they'll try to do like 75 strong or or hard or 45 strong whatever they are like what of these insane challenges and then they'll do it for a few days and then they'll feel really down on themselves and it's like well that was a big change <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta do small changes um and so you know that's a little more sustainable um, for most people, I mean, more power to you if you make it through one of those or if you quit a habit that you've been doing forever, cold turkey. Those are definitely people that can do that, but I would say the majority of people can't. Um, and last but not least, I think a big thing for me is listening to praise music. Um that kind of gets me out of my funk a whole lot. I'll tend to pick a song or a few songs. That'll be my loop for whatever season I'm in. I sing them super loud. My kids learn them. It's embarrassing, but that's what I do. I listen to the same few songs over and over again until like my inner monologue kinds of changes. Um, reading the Bible is a super helpful thing to get you out of a funk. Can you build that in? Can you put the app on your phone and just kind of there's uh, the Bible app pops up the same time every day and it'll give you a verse. Is there a mentor that you can reach out to or that you can ask to reach out to you? Get some of that connectivity. You know, um, I just think those are all great ways to kind of get out of the funk. Um, yeah, I feel like I could talk about this forever and I probably rambled a bit. Um, Last skill I just think that's super useful just to kind of wrap it up is uh, five, four, three, two, one. So I talked about counting um, five, four, three, two, one and just do the activity, whatever it looks like. You can even get your kids involved. They'll think it's fun. Um, 
but also you can do five things you see so you just name five things you see so right now I'm in my bedroom so I see a white door I see um my old phone I see llama llama on the floor I see um rhino on the floor my kid pops into my bedroom you can tell and I see race car track um (laughs) my house is a hot mess um four things that I can hear might be hard it's super quiet I can hear a car passing I can fear or I can hear my um heart kind of beating in my chest I can hear my kid's sound machine and I can hear a train that's in the distance super far away um and then three things I feel I feel um a soft blanket on my bed the heated blanket and then I feel the waffle blanket which feels kind of raised and bumpy and I feel the race car track which is smooth and cold and then I'll do so I did uh hear see feel what's next Oh, smell. So two things I smell. I smell my hand soap and I smell the pee because my kid peed on me right before I did this. It's not very pleasant. Um, And then one thing I taste. I can still taste the cantaloupe in my mouth, which is kind of gross. It's been like 30 minutes. But anyways, that's how it works. You can kind of switch them up however you want. Um, five senses, five, four, three, two, one, kind of get you in the moment, take a little you break. So I hope this finds you well. Um, I'm so grateful for, for all of you and I'll be praying for you.